This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director. We're going to be talking to Doug Johnson and to the uh, Houston Speedway in Sioux Falls. The reason that, Doug, I, I get you on, uh, we've had you on a couple times over the winter too, is the economic impact goes more than just the races on a Sunday night. There's all those welders out there, all those people that sell pickups, all those people that uh, have to sew the uh, sponsor's badges on the uniform. Um, it goes on and on and on as far as the economic impact. Uh, it's not just more than the, the races that they see on Sunday night. No, it really isn't. There's so much that goes into, uh, you know, operating a racetrack. And, and, you know, when you, like you said, when you consider the race teams and, you know, everything that uh, <clears throat> is involved with it, um, you know, it, it's huge. It's, uh, you know, like you said, it, it affects gas stations, restaurants, motels, you know, car dealerships, uh, you know, any, pretty much any business that, uh, you know, in the, in the immediate area has, has an immediate effect on, on, uh, I think the racing and, and the, the people that come into the community over the, over the length of the summer. So I think it's good for everybody and, uh, you know, hopefully we can keep it going. Well, Mother's Day tonight, always been your, your grand opener. Uh, my dad used to take me, uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom always, you know, kind of, kind of grumbled a little bit but on mother's day we were at the races and uh, i guess people uh new to sioux falls uh kind of remind them to bring a little extra heavy coat because it does get a little chilly by the end of the night yeah it does but uh, i mean it, it's looking like the forecast here is supposed to be warming up here you know and over the next uh you know starting i think you know today and and throughout next week so you know hopefully we got this this cold windy chilly weather all behind us and uh you know we you know, if they come out without being prepared, we've got uh, plenty of extra sweatshirts and hoodies for them to, to buy at the racetrack as well. Well, Doug, uh, the uh, racing has actually started uh, down in Knoxville and a few other tracks. Uh, tell us uh, what's been happening down there now. Yeah, Knoxville's got a couple shows in. Uh, you know, they've been fighting the same thing. They've been fighting weather. Uh, the first week they, they got their heat races in and their features got rained out. And then last week, uh, you know, I... I I think they really struggled whether they were even going to race or not. And they made the decision to go forward. And it was, I was down there. It was kind of miserable. Um, it was cold, windy, but, uh, you know, the racing was fantastic and, uh, you know, they had a really good show. So, you know, hopefully they can keep that going. And, and, you know, we're working together with Knoxville as much as we can. A lot of our race teams run down there. So, um, you know, it's kind of a, a joint effort between the two of us to, to work together on, on some different promotions and, uh, you know, along with our track at Jackson as well. So we, we work pretty close with Knoxville and some of the other area tracks. So it's, it's a win-win for all of us, and I think it's a, a key element of racing in today's society that we all have to work together um, if we're all going to make this work. Yeah, my dad would take me to Jackson every once in a while. The, most of the cars that raced at Houston would change their differential in the back because it was a half-hour uh, program out there. Uh, I mean, half-mile. Half is, is it still a half-mile out there, or did they change that? No, we shortened that up uh, a few years ago. It's actually a four tenths of a mile. Um, change it. We actually changed some uh, the little bit of layout of the track here over the winter, uh, or actually last fall over there as well. So, and we added some more dirt. So, it's changed. It's shortened up a lot. It's a lot racier than it used to be. You know, the big half mile over there was, you know, it was fun to see the speeds, but uh, the racing action wasn't real conducive. You know, it was cars kind of got spread out and it was really hard on motors and and stuff like that so we made the decision i think it was three or even four years ago now to to shorten that up to a four tenths of a mile and 
put a little bit more banking in the, in the corner, and, um, you know, it's it's been really good ever since. Well, a lot of times this time of year we'd have to worry about flooding on the Sioux River, but we don't have to worry about that this year, do we? No, we don't. Uh, you know, thank God that's one less thing we have to worry about. But, uh, you know, the one thing that we've had to worry about is a lot of wind damage. We've had an uh, extreme amount of wind damage over in Jackson and, and uh, you know, a little bit at Houston's. But, um, you know, it's it's part of what we're dealt with. Uh, we've, we've got most of it, you know, ready to go. We'll have everything ready to go at Houston's here tonight. Well, let's go down the schedule a little bit, Doug. You got 21 events this summer. This this is going to, you know, we haven't had 21 events out there. I think uh, for uh, quite a few years. Yeah, we've got some. You know, where our standard is our our, t- our regular Sunday night program with uh, 410 sprint cars, race saver 305 sprint cars, and our late model street stocks. But you know, we're we're trying to in, uh, to bring in more special events. You know, we've got. Uh, a uh, one-day World of Outlaws show on Sunday, June 5th. Then we've got a three-day World of Outlaws show June 23rd through the 25th, paying 100000 to win. Um, we're also bringing in the Lucas Oil Late Models on Tuesday, July 19th, which is the first time ever for Houston Speedway. Um, you know, and, and we're actually looking to grow that event in, in future years. Um, you know, there's a lot of potential with that. There's a lot of late models around the area, a lot of late model fans around the area. So that's one event that we're looking to grow. And then, uh, you know, we've also got our, our USAC Nationals in July. We moved that up from September to July this year. It'll be a three-day event with uh, USAC midgets and non-wing sprint cars. And uh, then we uh, wrap up our season with our Falcon Brothers Bull Haulers Brawl on Labor Day weekend, the Saturday and Sunday two-day event with uh, the NOSA 410 sprints and MSTS 360 sprint cars. So, um, you know, we've got a little bit of a variety for everybody. We're also going to be having a, a concert on Saturday, June 4th, which will be the night before the Outlaws, uh, the Arch Allies, which is a local band that, uh, you know, they play quite a few venues around the area. So we got them out there on Saturday, June 4th. And, uh, you know, another big event that we have is our, um, ben Nordoff Memorial for our Tri-State Late Models on Sunday, May 29th. So that'll be a $5,000 to win event for the Late Models on, on that night. So there's, a, like I said, a lot of, lot of big events, you know, along with our, our staple Sunday night weekly program. Well, that's a good summary there of the summer. A lot of money, uh, that $100,000 to win one, that's going to be a big one. But let's let's go right down the schedule tonight. Uh, you know, Mother's Day, Windows World Night, uh, five thousand to win, four ten sprints, the Crestman Sanitation Shootout. I kind of want to put the uh, the sponsors in here because that's really a big part just to show the economic impact. It's Casey's four ten Outlaw Sprint Cars. Is it Rifle Hybrids, uh, Race Saber Sprint Car Series, and Nordstrom's Late Model Stocks. Uh, Nordstrom used to uh, drive a, uh, a push tractor out there that had a V8 in it. It was a little Ford tractor, but it had a V8 in it back in the old days. Yeah, and Art, Art was a, a very instrumental and, uh, you know, a big part of Houston Speedway for many, many years, you know, and, and we're just thankful that, you know, him and his family and, and now Shannon's kind of running the place up there. Uh, they've got a great operation, and we're very thankful to have them supporting Houston Speedway again with our late model street stock class. And, you know, like you said, Wiffle Hybrids is on board with our, uh, you know, Race Saver Sprint Car class. And, uh, and then we got Casey's General Stores as our title sponsor for our 410 Sprint Cars. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a big night tonight. Like you said, races, uh, <coughs> excuse me, actually, uh, the pits open at 3 o'clock. Uh, our main grandstands open at 430. 
Hot laughs begin at 6.30, and then our opening ceremonies start at uh, 7.30 p.m. Okay. As uh, 7.30 sharp, as uh, somebody used to say in the past. Uh, yeah, everything from Dave Dedrick uh, used to be an announcer. To, there's a long list of them that goes that people remember. Uh, I, I just wanted to say, though, that um, pretty much every Sunday in May and pretty much every Sunday plus a three-day event uh, coming up in, in July or June, a uh, lot in July, but there's only one race in August. So you want to make sure you get to the races early in the season because August is a time that uh, there's a lot of things going on on national uh, circuits, right? Yeah, there is. And, uh, you know, we've got, <clears throat> we usually take off two weeks for the Knoxville Nationals. And then, uh, you know, the other reason there's only one race at Houston is we moved our Jackson Nationals to August uh, 18th through the 20th. So that Sunday night, August 21st, is a rain date for the Jackson Nationals. That's the reason for no racing at Houston that night. So, so yeah, you're, you're correct. There's only one race in August, the, the 28th. Um, and then, you know, we come back the following weekend with a two-day show, and that would be our season championship. So, um, you know, we're entering, ending our season a little bit earlier this year, but um, we're trying to, trying to cram in more races in the middle of the, middle of the summer, um, you know, when the weather is a lot more conducive. I think you might add a cheater's night maybe uh, at the end of the, the season there? Uh, highly unlikely. Highly <laughs> unlikely. They used to come up with some pretty wild uh, things on cheater's night. Uh, well, okay, you've got uh, the Winter World Night tonight. you got the Spartan ER Night coming up on May 15th. The uh, I-29 RV Super Center Night on May 22nd. And uh, you might want to bring your RV out for May 29th and 30th because that's a two-day. you got the NOSA 410 Sprints and Ben Nordriff Memorial. Uh, presented by Bargain Tire Center and uh, the Outlaw Sprints. That's a two-day event. So you've got camping available, right? Yes, we do. We've uh, Last year we added uh, uh, 72 electrical hookups in our campgrounds. So we've got, like I said, 72 spots available for camping, uh, you know, for our even for our Sunday night events or for our multi-day events. So, you know, fans can come out there and, and stay overnight and, and uh, not have to travel, and it's uh, you know it's been a big hit. We've uh, we we've done that in Jackson, and uh, you know last year we added 60 more spots over there and filled them up in a heartbeat. So camping is a, a big part of you know race fans. You know they love to camp and and take their families and spend the weekend. And uh, you know we've we've seen that over the years, and uh, you know we'll we'll probably be adding on more campsites here in, in the ne- in the near future at Houston's. Well, some tailgating, too. Uh, Sunday, the 5th of June, will be Ace Ready Mix and Rural and Roy's. They've been with you guys out there for a long time with the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. Like I say, there's so many commercial uh, sponsors on this. Uh, the 12th will be the Franklin Motor Company Night. Uh, the 19th will be the Border Battle, presented by Dakota Supply. Uh, why, why do you call it that Border Battle? Well, it's actually <clears throat> the Border Battle name is because uh, there's actually two nights Prior to that, we'll be in Jackson. It's it's the NOSA 410 group uh, from North Dakota. They'll be racing in Jackson on Friday and Saturday, and then uh, they come to Houston on Sunday. So we're going to have an overall point champion for that weekend as well. So um, there will be a lot of money up to up for grabs for the 410 sprint cars that weekend. And so it's kind of a border battle between Minnesota and South Dakota. Well, that's always a big one. But, uh, of course, you talked about June 23rd, 24th, and 20. Fifth, that's a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday World of Outlaws. You got Houston's High Bank Nationals, and you know Houston is is kind of um, it, it's getting called that the High Bank Track. It's it's got uh, uh, you really did it right when you rebuilt that track, right? 
it's got a lot of banking compared to a lot of tracks around here. So we were just trying to think of a, a you know, a clever name for this event. And, uh, you know, that's what we came up with. Um, if you, if you try and, you know, the, the banking at Houston's is really kind of deceiving, you know, he's sitting in the grandstands. It might not look that bank, but, uh, you know, even when we try and run a water truck around the, the top side of the track, we have a hard time keeping that truck up there, you know, unless it's at full speed and wound up pretty good. <laughs> Um, the banking is so steep that it, uh, you know, especially when you get a little bit of moisture, the, tra- the track and trucks always tend to, to slide down. So that banking at Houston, like I said, is definitely deceiving. And, uh, you know, that's what creates a lot of the excitement and the high speeds, you know, is, is that banking that uh, has been put into that place over the years. Talking to Doug Johnson, Houston Speedway, starting tonight. <laughs> of course, the June 23rd, 24th, 25th, market on your calendar, because that's the $100,000 to win. There's going to be races coming from Texas, California, just about uh, all over the country, right? Yeah, all the World of Outlaw drivers will be in attendance. Um, you know, and, and the nice thing, too, that weekend, Knoxville is not racing sprint cars. Um so we should get a really strong contingent of Knoxville race teams that will come up and race with us for three days. And like you said, there's a lot of big money on the line. Not only the hundred thousand, but it's uh, it's three thousand dollars just to start the A main that Saturday night. So that's a really good payday for a lot of these guys. Um, you know, so uh, we're expecting a really good field of cars that weekend. Well, that's June twenty third, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth. That's three days, but you've got a a three-day uh, event coming up right after that, June 8th, or I'm sorry, July 8th, 9th, and 10th. Now, this is the uh, USAC Midgets and the USAC uh, uh, Amstel Non-Wing Sprint Cars. Now, these, I, I didn't get a chance to come out and see the. I wanted to see the Midgets really bad, and I, I had something else come up. I couldn't come out and see them, but tell us what the Midgets and are. They're a little bit different. Yeah, the Midgets, <clears throat> midgets are a little bit smaller car. Uh, they're mo- mostly four-cylinder engines. Um, you know, there's a lot of Toyotas, uh, you know, there's some, there's some Mopars, there's, uh, there's a couple Hondas. So they kind of run a lot of different configurations, but, um, it's just a smaller, smaller version of a sprint car. Um, and the thing is with those cars, Houston's is an ideal track for those cars. They put on last year, the three days was probably some of the best racing we've ever had at Houston's. And, uh, you know, same with the non-wing sprint cars. I mean, they they go they get after it, and, and uh, you know, we saw just side by side racing all weekend long last year uh, with those guys. And you know, they're racing for each class. There's racing for twenty thousand to win on on the final night. So you know, all those guys that are chasing their national points will be in town. Um, you know, some some pretty big names like Brady Bacon, Buddy Colfoyd. Um, you know, Thomas Meserol are, are some of the names that run with those guys. And, uh, you know, I will expect to see all them back again this year, you know, like you said, in July instead of September. Well, in, in, over the years, you know, a lot of the national drivers, the Indy, the, uh, Daytona, the, uh, the big NASCAR tracks and that, uh, they always referred back to when they used to race midgets or they go back and race midgets just for fun again. But, uh, that's, that's going to be. July 8th, 9th, and 10th, put that down on your calendar. Now, July 17th is going to be Hall of Fame, uh, Seals Froze Night. Uh, are they going to bring out some of the old cars? I'm not sure what we're, we got in store. I've, I've talked to the Hall of Fame guys for, for about a month or so now. So, uh, you know, I, I think there are going to be a couple older cars um, or restored cars that are going to be out there. Um, we just don't know which ones are going to be yet. So we'll, we'll announce that when we get a little bit closer. 
Internationally, there's quite a few of the old cars they've kind of kept uh, up. You know, they do race them a little bit, and and uh, they're kind of in garages all over the country. But uh, yeah, the uh, you know my favorite was Gil Haugen, number four back in the old days. He used to uh, be top in the points and be a hundred before hundred points more than the second guy. But he never got in an accident. You know, he's really, he actually bought Richard Petty's car at the end of the season on NASCAR. And then he raced that car. He put in, it didn't have the motor. He put his motor in it, and that uh, his uh, uh, Vern, his uh, mechanic, his brother, uh, they they put on quite a deal at all the out of county fairs and state fairs around the, uh, the Midwest with that Richard Petty car. Uh, Arnie Nimmerful, uh, gosh, I, there was one guy from uh, Avoca, Minnesota, that made it there every single Sunday. In fact, he broke his leg, and he put the cast in such a way that he could still put it on the pedal and drove. <laughs> so that Hall of Fame is a, is a lot of fun. It, it's got a website, I know, and uh, those guys can talk and have pictures of a lot of things back then. July 19th, the Lucas Oil Late Models. Now, let's try state late models, uh, uh, and Lucas Oil is going to be the sponsor of that, uh, the uh, model, Late Model Dirt Series. And Nordstrom's Automotive Night, of course, on July 24th. Hellman Fire Equipment Night on July 31st. Royal River Casino Night on August 28th. And then you got a two-day event with, now, Bull Haulers Brawl, presented by Falcon Brothers Trucking. Tell us about that. That's a race that is sponsored by John and Steve Falcons. Uh, you know, their main business is, is they haul cattle, and that's where the name, the Bull Haulers Brawl, came from. Um, so that'll be a, a, a big event. Uh, the final night, we'll pay 5000 to win the, the uh, 410 Sprint Cars. It will also be our season championship for the 410 Sprint Cars. So we'll crown a champion that, that uh, Sunday night. And then we also have the uh, MSTS 360 sprint cars in action both nights as well. So um, we still got a few things in the works on that that event. Um, you know, one idea that we've tossed around is is trying to come up with uh, um, a big deal if somebody could win all four of those events that weekend. Would be two 360s and two 410 features, which is uh, going to be pretty tough to do, but uh, that's one idea that we're, we're throwing out there is to put up a, a bounty to see if uh, one driver could, could possibly win all four. But uh, that's, that's a big event, and, you know, the Falcon Brothers have, have been very, very supportive of, of racing in our area for a number of years, and, um, you know, we're just very thankful to have them on board for that event and, uh, you know, looking forward to uh, two days of, of a lot of sprint car action that weekend. Well, racing gets in your blood, as they say, and there's a lot of racing families. Uh, Grandpa raced, uh, Dad is racing and, and doing pretty well, but his daughter was, what, 15 last year? She's going to be racing. 305s, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll be racing a 305 sprint car again this year. So. She did pretty good last year, didn't she? Yeah, she did. She's really come a long way, so uh, she's going to be pretty strong contender here for a number of years. So what is the age that you can start racing then? Well, typically at Houston's, uh the age limit is, is 16, but uh, we've, with our insurance company, you, if you have prior racing experience, you can race at age 14. But most, most tracks around the country and, and most sanctioning bodies, you know, require you to be 16 years of age. Well, that's a lot of young people really get, uh, you know, itching to start racing uh, in high school and that. Uh, how, how do they get started well a lot of it you know it's just uh it comes from uh you know families being involved um you know the the nice thing about our race saver sprint car class it's it's a very affordable class and you can can get into that and and not have to spend a ton of money um you know i 
racing, the, it, it costs a lot of money to race no matter what class. You know, it's, it's not a cheap, cheap man sport by any means, but, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of young kids that are coming into this race saver 305 class. And, uh, you know, I think the nice thing about it is the rules are consistent across the entire country. You can go from Pennsylvania to California and not have to change a, a thing to race with, with anybody if you want. And, um, you know, it just, it, it gives, it gives these young kids that are starting out, you know, a, a feel of sprint cars and, and a lot of, we're seeing a lot of them move up into three sixties and, and four tens, you know, that have started in that race saver class. So, there's a you know there's a lot of opportunities there's a lot there's a lot of been a lot of cars for sale you know over the winter here um you know i think a lot of cars have have changed hands and uh, i think we're going to see a lot of a lot of new blood coming into that class i know there's some new cars being built for the late model street stock class um you know so it's i think you know racing right now is is really strong in our area and um you know hopefully we can uh, keep that trend going well, everybody wants to see if they can just make it go a little bit faster. Back in the old days, they, they didn't allow Magnetos back in the old Flathead days. Uh, one guy that ran a radiator shop in town, I, I won't say his name, but uh, he rolled over once and the, the battery fell out, and the guy went and picked up the battery, and it was light as a feather. Come to find out, he had a Magneto inside his distributor. So how do they regulate all the rules out there? Well, we got two pretty good tech guys, um, you know, and, and they, they watched a lot of that stuff and they're pretty good at what they do. So, um, you know, they've, they've seen all the tricks of the trades over the years. And, uh, you know, the, the lot of, a lot of the stuff now is, you know, everybody's, you know, pretty much running the same stuff. There's not a, you don't, the thing is with, especially with sprint car racing right now, there's, there's not a lot of home built, you know, parts anymore. Um, you know, most guys, go to a uh, you know a race shop and end up buying that or you know that type of same with the motors um you know there's there's not a lot of people that that build their own motors anymore and say for example in the, at least in the 410 class the race saver is a little bit different but um you know we like i said you, you keep it regulated i mean we've got a pretty solid set of rules and uh you know it's it's a lot of that stuff is is teched each and every night so they keep a pretty close eye on it well, you know, time is of an essence. In the old days, everybody used to go to Shorty's Bar downtown Sioux Falls uh, after the races. But nowadays, they're packing up and getting ready to hit the road and go to the next track. Yeah, a lot of these traveling teams do. Um, and, you know, it's it's a full time job for a lot of these guys that race full time, and uh, you know, they're they're going, they're looking to wherever they can, you know, go make a dollar is is how they you know put food on the table. So they have to keep racing day in and day out but um you know it, it takes it takes all groups you know we've got you know a lot of families that are are racing together and you know they they got to be to work the next mon- monday morning so you know it's uh it we, our biggest goal is to try and keep in and run an efficient program where we're done you know at an early time so you know those people can get on the road on a sunday night and get home and and get to work on monday morning if they need to as well a lot of the pit crews are, like you say, families, uh, but there's a camaraderie there that uh, between the mechanics and the drivers and the uh, sponsors and everybody that uh, really does form quite a bond. Absolutely. it's The uh, racing community is a huge, you know, family atmosphere. And, uh, you know, the, the thing is you can be competitors on the racetrack, but as soon as something happens, 
you'll see pit crews from several different teams in helping out, trying to get that car back on the track if, if they have a problem. So, um, you know, a lot of these guys are, are, are friends off the track. You know, when, once they put the strap, the helmet on they're they're very fierce competitors. And, uh, but, uh, like I said, it's, you know, I've met so many great people over the years, you know, from racing and, uh, it's just one big family. Well, it's fun to watch because uh, I've seen them change the differential between heat races, and <laughs> they, they they can do it pretty fast when they know what they're doing. They got the right tools there. Absolutely, yeah. Talking to Doug Johnson, uh, Houston Speedway. For those who don't, we got what seven thousand people move now to Sioux Falls every year. If they've never been to Houston Speedway, how would you describe it? Um, it's it's kind of like uh, putting a high speed jet. Uh, this is. And these are not my words. This is, came from a, a racer last year. It's, it's like putting a, a jet fighter inside an ice rink. And, uh, um, you know, that the high speeds, you know, the, the, the concrete wall all the way around it, um, it's just exciting racing that uh, you don't see at very many places throughout the country. And, and uh, you know, these guys are going close to 100 miles an hour at the end of the straightaways. And, you know, they're inches apart from each other. And, you know, sometimes... You know, accidents do happen, but, um, you know, that's what the fans want to see. They want to see the, the high-speed, you know, action that these guys put on each and every Sunday night. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's some of the best racing in the entire country. If, uh, if you haven't been to Houston, you've you got to come out and see, you know, what it's all about. Um, you know, and that's the main thing is the action on the track, but... You know, we've got a lot of great things going on this year. Uh, we've got our Pizza Ranch Kids Club, you know, for kids, all kids 12 and under get in free um, for all of our weekly shows. So, you know, we're, we're trying to put on a, a family, family event that, uh, you know, want to keep you coming back week after week. Yeah, you see young babies and young kids, they get to run around and, and blow up some steam and, and uh, uh, vote for, you know, uh, have fun with their favorite race driver. Then. Now, you've got good food out there. You've got concessions. You've got uh, uh, places where you can buy memorabilia and, and, and like you say, hoodies and, and stuff like that for Houston Speedway. Um, is there anything new that's changed from last year? Not a whole lot. Uh, we've changed our concessions a little bit. Um, you know, we're, we've kind of got back into managing our concessions um, for the most part. And, um, you know, the biggest thing that, uh, you know, fans will see is, is we're kind of changing our, our pit area for the race teams this year. Um, the way it was organized and laid out just wasn't really conducive and the flow wasn't very good. So um, we spent a lot of this spring and we're still working on it. It's not complete quite yet, um, but we're going to we've got our changing just uh, the way the trucks and the rigs enter our, our pit area. Um, we're adding a, a push-off lane for sprint cars so we don't have to fire their engines on the racetrack, which allows us to continue working on the track like before the races and, and get us started on time. And, uh, you know, just things like that. We've done a lot of cleanup last fall, like to our campground. Um, there's, you know, there was some stuff that had been there for probably 60, 70 years that we found, you know, buried back in way back in the weeds there and the, in the trees. And we've kind of cleaned all that up and, uh, you know, it's, it's still a work in progress. There's a lot of things that, uh, you know, we, we still want to get done here and we've got some railings that we want to change out, um, you know, stuff like that here in the next year or so. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, fans will see a lot of, a lot of changes here over the next, 
you know, three to five years, pretty much every year, there's going to be something, something new and, and something different added to Houston Speedway. Well, finishing up like we started as economic impact, how many people actually work uh, for Houston Speedway? Um, on a typical Sunday night, we've got anywhere from about 52 to 68 people, depending on the night. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty big undertaking. And, uh, you know, to, to schedule all those people and to, to make sure that they're, they're there on race nights. And, um, you know, we've, we've had probably this week alone, we've probably had, you know, eight to 10 guys out here every night, you know, trying to get stuff done. And, we got a, guy, a separate crew working on the track. Uh, you know, Taylor Queering and, and Greg Baker pretty much spearhead that and have been on the racetrack every night this week, you know, getting that thing ready to go. And, um, you know, so it's it it takes a lot of people to, to make this all happen. Well, you can make it a whole day out there. You open the gates at 430, right? That is correct. And you open up the, uh, the gates to the pits after the races. Uh, it might be, you know, the side of 10 o'clock or whichever. But you're very efficient. You get those races rolling and those cars lined up pretty fast. Yeah, we do. We've got a pretty efficient uh, crew in our infield that, that, you know, Tommy Van Ann and his crew, they they keep things moving. And, um, you know, that's that's our one one objective is to keep things moving and, and put on a fast-moving program for the fans and uh you know, which allows them to go down to see their favorite drivers after the races, to get get autographs, take pictures, that type of stuff. Because, you know, that's what uh, that's what keeps everybody coming back. Doug Johnson, Houston Speedway, gates open at thirty. You got hot laps uh, seven thirty sharp. The races start tonight, uh, Mother's Day. Uh, Doug Johnson, want to thank you very much for being with us on Forum. You bet. Thanks for having me.